You're on. Hi, this is Hedia and Andy, and this is the Living Fearless devotional podcast and live broadcast brought to you by Resurrect Ministry. I'm Hedia. That's Andy. <laughs> Please visit us on the website and find all of our content. Andy's new Fearless Man podcast. Uh, my articles from the Christian Post, our show on his glory remnant rising. Drop us a line in the comment section. We read them all personally. And if you'd like to partner with us, we'd be blessed by a donation of any amount. Thank you for supporting our ministry. Feels so weird not to do that anymore. Oh, I, I didn't mean to take that from you. You could do it. <laughs> no, but you do such a great job. Oh, Why would I do that? No. You cover all the bases. Um, and then now I'm confused as to where I go from here. You do it. Okay. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> no, folks. I love it. How do you like my new shirt? I love it. Howitzer. I don't know who Howitzer is, but I like the shirt. I don't know what Howitzer is. I'm sorry. It's a big gun. Big gun. I like these. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to get rid of this, uh, frame and we are going to be reading from Smith Wigglesworth devotional. And we only have two days left after this and you think we've come to a decision on what we're going to do next i think we did okay yes i can't remember the name of it but i know that we did we did find one yes i think uh will suffice well, uh, i don't want this to suffice no it's gonna be it's extraordinary. gonna be extraordinary all right what you want me to share the name oh you know the name of course <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean of course it's charles spurgeon morning Star charles morning. spurgeon classic devotional is it a Spurgeon of fish? Sturgeon. Oh, Sturgeon. <laughs> it's so funny that you know what a Sturgeon is. Uh, only because it's not Spurgeon. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I would have no idea. <laughs> that is hysterical. All right. But for now, we're reading from Smith Wigglesworth Devotional for July 14th. The Spirit is upon me, Hedia. Mm, amen. Uh, Luke 4 18 says the spirit of the Lord is upon me yes. the scripture reading is Luke 4 1 through 21 and Smith says in this devotional he says I believe God is bringing us to a place where we know that the spirit of the Lord is upon us if we have not gotten to that place God wants to bring us to the fact of what Jesus said in John 14 I will pray the father and he will give you another helper. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, or comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Yes. Because the spirit of the Lord came upon him who is our head, we must see to it that we receive the same anointing and that the same spirit is upon us. The devil will cause us to lose the victory if we allow ourselves to be defeated by him. But it is a fact that the spirit of the Lord is upon us. And as for me, I have no message apart from the message he will give. And I believe that the signs he speaks of will follow. I believe that Jesus was the one sent forth from God. And the propitiation, what? Propitiation. Propitiation. Close enough. All right. Propitiation for the sin. The propitiations. I hope this isn't the one Vic's going to be watching because I can't it say is. propitiation. <laughs> um, for the sins of the world, of the whole world, 
We see the manifestation of the Spirit resting upon him so that his ministry was with power. Mm. May God awaken us to the fact that this is the only place where there is any ministry of power. Amen. The Comforter has come. He has come and he has come to abide forever. Are you going to be defeated by the devil? No. For the Comforter has come so that we may receive and give forth the signs that must follow, so that we may not be any by any means be deceived by the schemes of the devil. There is no limit to what we may become if we dwell and live in the spirit. In the spirit of prayer, we are taken right away from earth into heaven. In the spirit, the word of God seems to unfold in a wonderful way. And it is only in the spirit that the love of God is poured out in us. The thought for today, who is the man who is willing to lay down everything so that he may have God's all. Wow. Well, I am the man who is willing to lay down everything so that he may have God's all. Good. Uh, that but, is uh, awesome. But I got to tell you, and those of you that are watching that are kind of wandering around a church as a, a person that you call yourself a Christian, uh, that that is the step. That is the most glorious of them all. And if I would have known it 40 years ago, <laughs> however long. Maybe, how, you, maybe you wouldn't have been ready to give it all up. Maybe I wouldn't have. But uh, it, it took beatings on the head and kicks in the butt from God to bring me to a place where I, I made the decision. I consciously remember making the decision and saying, all right, God, this is it. I've had it. Um, I'm handing myself over to you. I'm no longer doing the things, you know, a number of them, not all of them, but I'm no longer doing these things that are keeping me from you and um, do what you will. And then he shows up. He shows up. He'd been there the whole time. Yes. As I learned later on. But he revealed but he himself. He revealed himself. And I also had the ears to hear and the eyes to see and the heart to accept him as my Lord and Savior. Yes. So crazy that I thought those decades that I was a Christian, <laughs> that I was walking with God. It's a miracle, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like it was. I was riding around as a Christian with training wheels on. <laughs> and those training wheels were, you know, keeping me up and upright and around and all that kind of stuff. I, I wasn't off the bike, right? No. I, I stayed on the bike, but I was on these training wheels. And it wasn't until I took those training wheels off and God caught me. He kept me from falling. I love it. it. It was amazing. Hey, Victor Wright's on. <laughs> he said me too. <laughs> uh, and Long just so you know, Victor, this is one of those rare times that I didn't read it before we went live. And that's the reason why you want to read, read these things before you go live. Because you'll be, of course, those are the days they put in a word that you just don't read every day. <laughs> um, but uh, this one over here. <laughs> Um, so what do you think of this devotional? I love that he brings up the uh, succumbing to the devil, because mm -hmm. as we learned in our angels and demons class, it is the devil has a very um, just a, a stronger role in the lives of Christians because uh, Jesus Christ coming to earth, dying on the cross and uh, living and coming back and living again defeated satan and he knows his time on earth is limited 
And so he's after us with all power, with mm -hmm. all of his power. He's ultimately a defeated foe. But if he can distract us and get us off the path, that's victory for him. Because if he distracts one of us, we have no idea how many people that affects. Because we have no idea when we walk with God, how many people's lives we're supposed to touch. Mm -hmm. So if Satan can derail us, that's, that's a victory because that will derail God's plans that were destined through us from before time. And so I, I love that he's trying to tell us to be conscious of that. Are you going to let the devil steal that from you? Are you going to let him distract you? And he is so active in the lives of Christians. And most of the time, Christians don't even realize it. So interesting as this is just your, your words mm -hmm. just triggered something that I was talking about the other day and because of this, this uh, um, angels and demons class that we went to, we talked a lot about Satan in, in the last class that we were at. Yes. And we were told about many things that we thought were true for the longest time that aren't true. And, uh, and vice versa. Yes. And that was amazing. But in this devotional right now, in your words, just made me realize that I think as I've learned that God dwells inside of us, and once we have that happening, the devil has no power over us. At least he shouldn't. He shouldn't. In our flesh, we do. That's yes. what I'm saying. That is, if we are walking with God and we are in Scripture as much as possible. If we wake up and think about God, if we if we talk to God and with every question we may have or every step we, we have, we ask God, is this the step that you want me to take? God in our conversation about whether we should buy, you know, a car, we should ask God, is this something that would honor you? Or is this something that we should be doing? And ask for his direction. Mm -hmm. If we if we make a life of doing that, the devil has very little very right. little power. And, and so with knowing that now, I realized how difficult it was me for under, to understand that about myself, that my weaknesses in the past is that because I kept giving the devil power by not having God dwell inside me, by not spending time with God, that that's why the devil had his way with me every step of the way for the last 30 or 40 decades. That. It, 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 so in in seeing and looking at my past, I think, well, the devil, I want, the devil wanted me to turn right. He'd make me turn right, right? He'd either put an explosion here to my left, which would cause me to go right, <laughs> right? He goes, I'm going to make him go right, but I'm, he's not going to know why he's going I'm gonna, right. But I'm, I'm going to blow gonna say, up left. I'm going to blow up left, and I'm going I'm to go right. Oh, I'm get away from that. And he's going, yes, yes, he's going right down where I want him to go. Right? He's well, this guy's easy. He's one of those easy guys. How many Christians live their whole lives like that? Not realizing that they're succumbing to the enemies, yeah. the schemes of the enemy, and that they had the power to overcome it. Right. Now that, you know, it's just not, it's just coming to this realization is just like, wow, that is just something I, I really wish I would have understood. It's a, it's a concept that is taught probably at every church at some point. If you read the Bible, you're going to you're going to come across it in the Bible. But until you put it into action, 
until you truly accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and, and invite him into your soul and into your heart, you'll never, you'll never experience it. And it's no wonder that people that, people that um, seemingly have a, a platform on the Christian faith, that it's quite possibly that they've not even come to that realization themselves or done it themselves. Mm. You know, that they, that that's why they even fail worship leaders, pastors that are cheating on their lives. And and I think they also fail because they don't realize that Satan's attacking. Mm. They think they're above it. Cause see, there's a certain, certain complacency that happens, which is extremely dangerous. I think there's a complacency that happens when you walk with the Lord long enough that you think you're immune. It's like being an American. Yes. Born American, raised American. You think, uh, life is easy. I, I right. I don't have to worry America about protecting sucks. Christianity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this word, Christian nation. I can't tell you how many law enforcement officers from every walk of life across the country, when I would tell them about Islamic terrorism, they'd be like, "Listen, this is America. They're never going to get anywhere right. in this country." You know. So, in and even this, I think the devil took another route by coming and attacking Christianity from within. That was the most destructive thing he could do is because when he brought an enemy an external enemy Mm. it wasn't as effective as trying to destroy us from within and i think that's the greatest threat to america is breaking up the church because that 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 discord in the church is what's causing the civil strife in our country and i don't know why i got on that point but i just think that the devil is massively at work with a lot of comfortable christians who don't realize we're under a demonic attack, right. you know, and that the, what the devil wants most of all is to take our nation from us. Uh, because destroying we families, destroying, destroying churches, cities and States. Why ultimately? Because we are the greatest supporter of Israel mm. and Israel is God's nation. Wow. And if he could remove um, America's protection over Israel, then all the prophetic statements about the last days and the Ezekiel war of 38 and how every nation comes against when you read Ezekiel 38 and all the nations that come against Israel and are able to plan an attack, there's no mention of the United States and there is no ultimate protector of Israel. And that's why our pastor has said in the past that that means at some point America's defense of Israel disappears. And that's ultimately, I think, what um, what Satan's ultimate plan is. Miring us in food shortages and disease and uh, inner fighting and all these other things. He's he's destroying us from within so that we lose focus on um, the ultimate goal. The good news is in the end, he's defeated. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we're in heaven. Exactly. <laughs> to live as Christ and to die is gain, folks. <laughs> That's the good news. That's the good news. The total destruction of this planet is coming, but the good news is... <laughs> we got Jesus. <laughs> my hair is all messed up. But cool. <laughs> I thought you straightened out. I, I you, did. I you straightened out my hair. Oh, dale. Hey, uh, it is our... Uh, Rui. Rui. Hi. Yes. Is this live? Yes. Yes, you are we are live. live. Yes. Sure. We can choose to edit out if you if you list any profanity. So yeah, we won't put it up. If we won't know. put it up yeah. if you do that. But <laughs> oh my god, hi, hi! hi. <laughs> so glad to see you. Who are you, and what do you want with us? No, just kidding. 
Yes. Uh, but yes, just like Victor and Rui. 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 Rui has, uh, has commented. Please comment. Let us know where you're watching from. If What are your thoughts on, on anything that we've had to say about the devotional, uh, about how you see uh, the devil work in your life and has uh, the fact that you walk with God uh, been a big difference in how you deal with what the devil has tried to push you in certain directions or to do certain things? What do you think about that that concept? Wow, another one from, from Twitch. Uh, you who I'm from Qatar. Hybrid Donger Lord. Huh? Donger Lord, right? You I'm from Qatar. Qatar or what? Yeah. Okay. Qatar. Uh, nice Not to gutter. See you. Yeah. I think the Americans made fun of Qatar and they wanted, they turned it into gutter. <laughs> It's not supposed to be pronounced gutter. No, no not at all. Um, uh, hybrid. I think there's also this great uh, C.S. Lewis quote that um, I, I don't know verbatim, but his point was that the greatest mistake Christians make is underestimating the devil and think that it's like some spooky movie story or it's some fable that he doesn't really exist or thinking there's a devil behind every corner. And by taking him to these two extremes, that the presence of evil in our life in these two extremes, we don't deal with either. And the average person does not consciously worry about, let me guard my thought life. Let me guard my heart because the enemy is trying to distract me from my purpose. I like that. Rui's an American, by the way. But not hybrid. He All could right. be an American in country. And Victor, he's, he's definitely American. You know, Victor. We just had dinner with Victor. Yes. Hey, uh, let's get to the scripture really quick before, guys, I have a feeling some questions are coming or something's coming and we're going to have to. Uh, you want to put up the banner? Oh, yes, I, I do. Put I put it up. Yes, you did an amazing job with these banners. Uh, here's the scripture reading for today. And then uh, please comment if you uh, would in the chat. That would be amazing. I'll put that back up in just one second. All right. Oops. There we go. So uh, Luke 4, uh, 1 through 21. And this is Jesus being tested in the wilderness. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell the stone to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man should not live on bread alone. Then the devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here for it is written. And Satan starts just quote scripture, folks. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up on their hands so that they, you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him at an opportune time. And Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the spirit and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue as it was, was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. It's a prophecy about him. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recover the sight of the blind, to set the oppressed free, 
to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Wow. wow. Boom. Been Mic been, dropped. It's been a church that day. Right? They had read, he's speaking to the Pharisees. They knew this scripture. They had read it time and time and time again. It is written 2,000 years, 1,500 years before, before Christ comes. And then he says, that is me. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Gotta love that. Wouldn't you been so angry if you on that day decided to stay home and you're watching on YouTube? Watching right. church on YouTube and there's Jesus in the church. Oh, I missed it. I missed it. I could have been there. Wow, another one from... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I saw a new, what I thought was a new name. No. Ruhi's asking for prayers. Okay. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Is this a green screen? No, that's our background. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's the skyscrapers of New York. Come on. Come, Come on. on. Yeah, we're in California and it's the skyscrapers of New York. <laughs> yeah. We didn't mention Southern California today. Oh, we didn't. No. That's right. Um, Coming to you live from New York City, downtown Manhattan. Um, what can you remember from our class, Angels and Demons, mm -hmm. about what Chris was talking about? That why is the devil mentioned so much fewer times in the Old Testament than in the New Testament, where it's he's mentioned quite often? So uh, there's a bunch of different theories, but Chris's theory that he, um, Pastor Chris Ward at uh, Your Blended Friends. Yes, that he adheres to is that in the old in the um, Old Testament, Satan spent most of his time in heaven, so he was the accuser. He would basically go to God, constantly bad mouthing his servants, most of all his prophets. Occasionally, he would come and roam the earth, as he says in in Job. But he was basically in God's presence, accusing us. So when the cross was the finished work of, of Christ, he saved a us from our sins. He no longer could accuse us because when God sees the believers, he sees Christ. He sees the perfection of Christ. So he instead came down to earth and there's scriptures that supports that he was sent down to earth. And his job is to derail us. As I was saying earlier, his job is to get us from either not taking salvation or after we take salvation, is it being, is not our lives, not reflecting um, what Christ's purpose is for us, because Christ has, the Lord has given us purposes. Each of us has a mission. So if he can get us off the battlefield, he's won. Just get, get, just get us meandering off the reservation and he won. Well, the one thing he's getting pretty cocky because he's having success. Yes. He's uh, definitely been able to uh, work his evil ways not just in non-believers, but in believers. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and in the churches that once were flourishing are now, uh, some of them, many of them are closed. And some of them are, are half capacity or 20% of what their capacity was before COVID hit. Yes. So he's had great success with this. We're praying for revival. Yeah. The remnant is rising. That's the name of your show. <gasps> I wonder why. <laughs> Let's see. Wow, we got a lot of comments from, from Twitch today. How much did the skyscraper 
the skyscraper cost not a, a lot. Dime, not a dime. <laughs> uh, am I able to use this background? I don't know. Can you? That would require you finding it. <laughs> Where did you find it? I'm not saying. <laughs> Come on. It's my secret. Have you ever played Battlefield? Is that a game? I think so. I don't, I've never heard of it. No, I've not played that. I've, I've played on the battlefield. Yes, a, we both have yeah. in one form or another. <laughs> yeah, we've been shot at. We've had to shoot people. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the real battlefield, we don't play games on a little screen. Yes. And, uh, pretend. Um, and like, now uh, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, carnal, but mighty for pulling down strongholds in the heavenly realm. Right. But yet we still do have weapons in our home. <laughs> We haven't given up our weapons. We got plenty of weapons. No. Um, have you? Oh, no. That's sick. Sick, I presume, means good. It's good. That's it. Awesome. Sick. <laughs> yes. All right. Other scripture that's referenced in the devotional. Another one is uh, 1 John 2 2. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our skin, our sins, and not only our sins, but the sins of the world. Atones, another synonym for propitiation an easier word <laughs> oh boy for romans 5 5 why didn't you just put a tones no that, that i that i could have said that's why i used nlt instead of the nkjv <laughs> now hope does not disappoint folks because the love of god has been poured out in our hearts by the holy spirit who was given to us wait a minute Give it to Roar Ruby. Oh, in a minute. No, I, 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 then, I, that's a good comment. I hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Okay, sorry. I was thinking about something else and I didn't hear it. I heard something else completely. So glad I reread that. Roar Ruby says, how did you guys become Christian? I'm on the fence, sort of weird about going to hell. So I don't know. I don't want to be wrong and not get into heaven. Amen. <laughs> That's why we came to Christ. My version, of course, is a little bit different because I came out of Islam. I was a devout Muslim. And that's what I, that's what ultimately made me leave is I wanted surety. I wanted to know where I died. And it's only Jesus Christ that says so it's not that other people don't believe other things, but he's the only one that said, I have forgiven sins and that his life, his death and his resurrection, believing unto him that he has done that is um, payment for our sins and a guarantee of eternal life. And that's, that's priceless. There is no, there is nothing in the world that can compare to the, the comfort and the peace that comes from that surety. Nothing can ever separate us from the love of Christ. Just mine is that um, I was raised a Catholic, but then I became agnostic. And I, and I think the most important thing is that I, I really did think that I was the king of my life and the king of my castle. And I thought that I, in my flesh, had all the answers and that I was talented and brave and strong police officer for 21 years and um, had, had a good life uh, and thought because of that, then I could, I could obviously do all kinds of other stuff. Right. But although there is great success from time to time and there's tons of fun from time to time, 
none of it was fulfilling. And quite often after the fun, it would, something would turn disastrous. And that happened constantly, including a couple marriages um, and relationships and business. And every so often I would go to the Bible and I would see in the Bible where I could find a reference to something that I could have done better as a father, could have done better as a husband, could have done better as a leader of my business. And I found that all the answers um, were in the Bible. And at one point, finally, I decided, you know what? I've tried for 40 some odd years, 50 years my way. Um, and I get, handed it over to God and said, I, I, I realize now I need to do it your way. And I'm handing everything over to you. Life changed immensely. And uh, I think that's important for somebody on the fence to know that you may not have had some of the disasters I had. I mean, I've almost lost my house. I was almost homeless. Um, again, divorce, um, you know, struggles with uh, even as a father. I have six kids, uh, occasionally not doing that great as a father from time to time. Uh, the good news is I've, always, I've, loved my, I've loved my kids. And so I've, I, I did mostly good with the kids. But, uh, you know, I wasn't always great. Um, and then accidents that nearly killed me. And, um, and so it, 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 it really did. It doesn't mean all your problems go away. It doesn't mean that there's not adversity, right? But how I handle them now is so completely there's different. Like these loving hands that yes. carry you through it. Yes. God doesn't promise to take you out, but he'll promise to take you through. I had similar issues that I just talked about that ended disastrously and caused me months, years, years of heartache, uh, with God in my life. Um, it's, it's just a matter of maybe a couple hours or a couple of days. Um, and, and during the struggle, uh, there's a little bit of, um, reprieve. Yeah. It's like, I, I know God has it. Yeah. He like, carries you through he it. He carries you through it. So when I was in the hospital with COVID, I nearly died. I was told I was going to die. I just told that story tonight to our uh, dinner guests that it was the most, amazing time in my life. I literally was on death's door for real. And um, I could not have been more at peace and happier. Another time, if I would have been at that, that place, I would have been crying. I would have been, no, God, why do you hate me? You know, this is your fault, God. And I've been a good person. Sorry, I'm pounding. You know, I, that's how I felt. Yes. I've been a good person. <laughs> I've saved lives, <laughs> but no, getting all excited. No, but in the, the difference is I, I was probably the closest to death with COVID. I, I'd been pretty close a couple of times, but um, it was, it was spectacular. My kids were being taken care of. I met this amazing woman sitting next to me who barely knew me, who was helping taking care of my kids. I mean, God was so good to me while I was on the verge of dying that I would have died happily. So sorry to uh, go on a little bit of a rant there, but I, I think that it's just important to, for those of you that may be struggling or on the fence that understand that the choice for Jesus Christ is, um, is it, it seems so it's spectacular. It, it's life-changing, but it's, it's spectacularly life-changing. And if you stick with it and, and walk with God every day, pray to him every day, be in his word every day that um, you can't go wrong. You just can't go wrong.
The life Amen. with God is amazing. The life with my wife is amazing with God. <laughs> Thank you, lovey. <laughs> so I hope that answered uh, your question, Rui. So, hybrid things were cute. Oh, good. Uh, you guys are a cute uh, couple. Thank you. Damn, putting in work. Yeah, it's work. <laughs> yeah, you got Offer work. yourself as a living sacrifice. Pick up your cross and carry it. But it's it's awesome. It's an extremely adventurous life. Uh, you never know what's in store. Sometimes you turn a corner and it's uh, dramatic. It's life-changing. It's scary. But you just strap on your boots and your helmet and you're like, let's go, God. We got this. We're gonna we're gonna power through. <laughs> I think just one other and important thing, just while we're on this roll, is that there neither one of us are um, easily uh, fooled, or we're not pushovers. We're not weak minded. Henny uh, here, uh, uh, you know, was in counter terrorism for the government for decades. Worked for four uh, presidents' administrations. Um, with UCLA and USC. Um, I didn't go to USC or UCLA, but I did spend a lot of time in college. <laughs> a police officer, 21 years. I've taught law enforcement all over the world and I testify as an expert in court. And so I'm just telling you that just so you know, we're not people that are, you know, goofball. we don't do, yeah. We're not, we're not necessarily goofballs. Now we're kind of not goofy. naive. We're goofy. We're not naive. And I would, I would even venture to say that we are uh, particularly in, intelligent. And yeah, and have a good dose of discernment and skepticism. Yep. So we've seen a lot, and and been around a lot of religions. I've been around Mormons. I've been around um, what's the the guy in L.A. Forget his name. Um, uh, Dianetics. Oh, Scientology. Scientology. Uh, Even worked for Scientology. I had a contract with them, Um, and like I said, raised Catholic. Hedy is former Muslim. And so we, we know, we know what we are speaking of in these areas. And again, I'm only sharing this. So you, you just have an understanding that we've, we've been around the block. This is, this is real. God lives. The word of God is alive Alive. and speaks to us, even though it's thousands of years old, you can go to the Bible and find the solution to any uh, issue that's going on with your life, business, family, marriage, children, it's there. And the history of it is amazing. Spectacular. So I hope that I just, I hope that comes off in the way that I wanted to, is it understand that we, we, um, you know, we've been around for a while and we've not lost our minds. (laughs) Not yet, at least. Just so you know, uh, six kids is a lot. Wow. I would never be able to, well, uh, somehow you figure out how to do it. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Late in life. Uh, what do you think about Scientology? Hedia? Well, one thing I wanted to point out in general about all religions, other than um, living and walking with Christ, is that all religions are work-based religions. In other words, you do something mm-hmm. to earn you something. And Christ is the only one that says, I do everything. You just follow me. And it's really the opposite of every other religion because the whole, the whole point of what Christ offers is redemption and salvation and being made right with the one true God. And so the only way that can be really done because God is perfect and he's just and we are not 
is to have that son, that incarnate God as the in ultimate intercessor to be like, I will pay the price for their sins. Um, love me and abide in me and I will abide in you. And every other religion has a whole system of you got to do this, 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 and this. And then maybe you'll be reincarnated as a dog. And then maybe you'll come back and, and be better. Or maybe you'll find, you know, a utopia. Or maybe you're going to go up there and God's going to judge you and send you to hell. So uh, really, Christ is the only one that said, believe unto me and I will forgive your sins and promise you eternal life. Yeah. It's funny, uh, L. Ron Hubbard was a comic book writer. Ah, he was a that. prolific writer. He could write a, 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 a science, science fiction book. Like a Which he did. Within, within like weeks or something like that. He could just <laughs> type it out. It, well, sign, his science fiction book turned into Dianetics and mm -hmm. turned into a religion. So you take, you know, and it was a moneymaker. Yeah. You know, he puts all these people to work and takes their money. You come to me, give me all your money. You will work your way through the different levels. Oh, I just had the name. I lost it. The different levels of Scientology to get to be, you know, a seaman, I think is one of them. That's, it was all based on Navy. A seaman. Yeah. You know what? Seaman. <laughs> not, not that kind of seaman. How ironic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get. It was, you get to, it was, you get uh, to be based, sperm when you're based done. on the rankings of the Navy because I think he was in the Coast Guard, if I remember wow. correctly. And so everything was based on him, what he knew as a Coast Guard. And so that's you would get these different levels and they would you would wear like a Navy uniform when you got to the top levels. Ultimately, you end up a tadpole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. What interesting symbolism. <laughs> but yeah, I worked for Scientology for a number of years training their bomb dogs. And uh, I got to see some pretty crazy stuff. I, I could go on and on and on, but I won't on this day. How did you feel the first time you saw a raccoon? You know where the first time I saw a raccoon was? I got a call. I was working at Anaheim Police Department. I get a call, uh, 3K3, uh, respond to a 925, which is uh, suspicious circumstances at a, at a home up in Anaheim Hills when they were first building out there. Oh, okay. And said there's a, uh, the, the woman... Um, reporting party says that there's a man trying to break into her house. He's on the roof right now. And uh, so I respond and I got my gun out. My flat. I was young. I think at the time I might've been 23, 24 years old. One of my first burglary in progress calls prowler calls. And I was going to prowler. Take, I was it was take, a big prowler. And this woman's I'm scared. <laughs> and I was going to rescue her and she was going to be like beautiful. And I was going to say, yes, ma'am. I saved your life from that <laughs> bad guy. He's in the back of my car with cuffs on. So I'm, I'm drive there and I get there. I got my gun out and my flashlight and I'm looking around and I look and I see these, these eyes oh, yeah, on the roof, eyes. looking through, looking through the bushes. And I go, I got him. I get on the radio. I got a man on the roof. Everybody, <laughs> you still it, thought it was a man. Yes, the because they told me it was, I've never seen a raccoon. That's what it made me. Like, and, and I, it was, I go, his eyes are glowing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what it was. And I called and I go, uh, I need my backup to get here ASAP. I got him on the roof and oh, he, he would like, the, he was ducking. How embarrassing. And so the, the and eye, I would see the eyes and then the eyes good. would go out. <laughs> and then the buddy, then the backup, he sees them too. You show me your hands. Show me your hands. That was loud. And the, yeah, the little, the little bandit, he's got mask on. <laughs> 
and he puts his little hands up. He goes, he, he comes out and he puts his little little paws up. No, he didn't. But then I, I get the light on him just right. He goes out in it. Oh my yeah, god, he's hairy. That's the biggest raccoon I've ever seen. <laughs> the thing was like gigantic. <laughs> it was a raccoon. Oh. We used to see them all the time. Actually, I lived in Beverly Hills in the hills, and they used to come up to our window. It was it was scary in the beginning because they would come and like bang their face on the window and be like, ah, what, screaming. What they do? Show me that again. <laughs> <laughs> and it was scary, but you know, you got used to it after a while. Oh my gosh, yeah, I'll never forget that call. That was amazing. That raccoon was up there. It was a really great reenactment. Thank you. I used to seeing raccoons and they were pretty small. You'd see them squash on the road and stuff like that. And yeah. They, they looked like pretty small. I'm telling you, this one was, was a man was, size. Was man size. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, to my, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it. No, he was very big because at that time, Anaheim Hills isn't what it is now. And so there was still fairly wildernessly. Is that a word? Yeah. Wilderness type style, yeah. like forestry. Yeah. uh and so there were deers. woodsy there were there were uh deer still out there and coyotes yeah we had that raccoons. all the time in the hills in beverly hills there was all kinds of deer and raccoons and animals yeah look i didn't shoot that little guy mm. i almost said something else almost came back to me and that's what it looked like just like that little mascot just like that scary <laughs> and then i have to go though it's just a raccoon <laughs> And the lady Did came. She, and she you No, the lady's got like a hair. She got like a hair coming off her nose, and she really wasn't a damsel that I thought that I was going to be rescuing. <laughs> it's just everything. The whole thing was disappointing. Oh, I can imagine. I was single at the time. I thought, you know, and yeah, nothing. Not 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 even close to what I what my brain had said. The devil had put in my head. Ah. <laughs> is it illegal to own a raccoon in California? I believe, I believe so. it is. Yeah, I know people that have them. But you're not supposed to. Yeah, yeah. you have to have license, proper license. Well, thanks for taking us away from the the, the wonderful scripture reading and testimony that we gave, and uh, <laughs> took me to a, ra- a raccoon story. <laughs> well, we wanted to show Victor that we take comments from the audience, and this is what <laughs> this is what happens, Victor. This is where we go. What do you want to end on, my love? Uh overcome <laughs> oh victor let's see what victor, maybe victor brings us back bring us back victor go ahead and read what he says andy and hedia wow love this podcast your personal stories are terrific and your comments about the devil and us is spot on oh, thank you, you. thank you for bringing us back thank I, you I, the de- the devil made <laughs> the devil made me do it they bring back an old flip wilson saying oh yes we just have to we just have to be aware we don't we don't have to think there's a devil behind every corner and he doesn't have horns and a pitchfork, but he is active and he is after the believers first and foremost. The others, he's if he's already got you, he doesn't have to worry about you, but he wants soldiers off the battlefield. And so just don't let him take you out. That's that's Miss point. Don't let him take you out. I truly feel that something I shared with uh, uh, Victor tonight uh, was he would ask me a question about what, about what was the difference from going from non-believer to believer. I forget what the exact Victor's exact question was, but my my answer was when I when I began to wake up and and you know quite often I think about my wife first, but I also think about God first. But you wake up and you you're thinking God thoughts, Jesus thoughts, and then throughout the day I have this book that I'm reading that's a it's a uh, Christian book. 
uh, but we also have our devotional that we do every day. And then we have quite often, we, you know, we go to, we go to Wednesday night church, we go to Saturday church, we go to Sunday church, we go to Bible study on Monday. Zara said to me yesterday, she's like, where were you? I was like, I was at church. She's like, wait, what day do you guys go to church? <laughs> I started rattling it off. I realized it's literally every day, but Thursday. Yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah, it's one day we don't. But, but that's the difference. I mean, it, it really does sound like it just, it takes over your day. But the great thing about it doing so is that I've never been happier. I've never been so comfortable in who I am uh, as a man, Nice, you know, um, you don't have to hide anything anymore. I've talked about this before where now you live in a way that's just, if, if somebody were to go through a computer or a, a, a phone or my, my belongings, it's very liberating, isn't it? Yeah. There was a, there was a time where in law enforcement, you would tell your buddy, he goes, Hey, if I get shot and killed, I need you to go into my locker. Take and, my phone. <laughs> and, and take, take, I need you to crush my phone. I need you to, I need you to empty out my locker. So they don't hand everything over to my wife. Everybody had that. They had that guy. Oh, they would no. say, Hey, when I get shot and killed, I need you to, to just so to have the bare minimum yeah. my uniforms, but anything that you think does shouldn't be there. I need you to take out of my locker. Oh. We're walking with, you don't have any of that stuff going on. And the protection from the devil is just so much better. Like I said, the problem that, that you still have is that you're still a man or you're still a woman living in the, in the uh, worldly flesh. And so that, that's always going to be that thing that always remains. You got to um, stay vigilant. Yes. And so sober minded. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it is well worth it. Rui and hybrid and uh, Victor <laughs> and everybody else that might be watching that. It's just, it's a life changing. Um, it's just life changing to live with God every day as Amen. opposed to just on Sunday. And that that's many Christians, many Christians just live as a Christian on Sunday. It's so different when you live a life with God in your heart, um, especially in a relationship, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's completely different. So we needed to bring it back to where we, we were and uh, off the raccoon. <laughs> it's a nice to <laughs> But it's all true. Here. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, it's just all true. It's, I, if you. Uh, it's funny because every now uh, the thought is always in the back of my mind my friends like about learning it's like i don't necessarily learn anything <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah we're not exactly a didactic podcast where you come to learn from us but we just hope you draw closer and are enticed to walk with christ that's our goal enticing you to walk with christ Didactic. <laughs> didactic is a synonym for instructional why did you just use instructional <laughs> well didactic means educating edifying we're not we're not standing up here preaching and teaching uh we're just sharing we're encouraging enticing hopefully giving you a little um encouragement to be like what is this jesus stuff well at the same time taking a circuitous route <laughs> Oh, I just like that. That was awesome. Let's that out. All right, my love. Hey, do you want to tell them about the Edify app, or do you want me to play the ad? Why don't you play the ad? We haven't done right. that in a while. You gotta, you gotta get this app. Hey, and so for you guys watching on Twitch, you gotta get this app. Really begin to listen to some other people. I mean, we are incredibly insightful, but this other <laughs> Christian, uh, you may actually learn something. You may actually, <laughs> actually learn something. Here you go, the Edify app. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. 
Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. All right, my friends. We love you guys. Thank you for watching. And those of you on Twitch, our new friends, please yeah, um, subscribe and come on anytime you want and uh, ask us any questions and, um, and stay tuned in. Yes. If not, we have some fun stories that we'll tell you so often, every so often. <laughs> and maybe at some point uh, we'll make a little bit of a change. And think uh, about meeting Jesus where you are, most Absolutely. importantly. All right. I'm going to go fix my hair. Really God good. bless you guys. It looks all messed up. Good night. It's a perfect love. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Love you guys. God bless. Bye. Bye.